So in verse 12, he says again, uh, the word says again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I want to stop there and just think about, let these words, speak these words in your own mind uh, and let them sink in today. Uh, Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, think that through in your own mind. Repeat that in your own heart today. Repeat this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Repeat that out loud now. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but we'll have the light of life. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as we turn to Your Word today, we ask You to speak. God, I pray that You would move through the power of Your Word and that Your light would shine in the darkness of our lives, in the darkness of our nation, in the darkness of our families, wherever that darkness exists, that spiritual darkness. God, that Your light would shine, that Your life would, would rise uh, us out of the death and despair that we so often live in and dwell in. And God, that Your freedom would reign. Holy Spirit, please teach us, rebuke us, correct us and train us in righteousness that we might be equipped for every good work that God, that You're calling us to do. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. And if you're following along in sermon notes today, the, um, the blanks will be filled in with highlighted words. And you English teachers out there, I leave all the punctuation up to you. So uh, uh, any, any, any errors that you see, they're there on purpose. So you'll have something to, to keep you busy today. Yeah, yeah, keep you in line today. Um, as today we celebrate our, our freedom as a country, uh, and we think about that phrase, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And, uh, and so I wanted to take that phrase today to, uh, uh, to say life, liberty, and the pursuit of holiness. Uh, and that's a great distinction that, that I, uh, I hope we can think through and, and pray about today. Uh, that we're called to, uh, to life and liberty, and we believe that every person is that is. And we want to fight for that freedom. Uh, but we also want to make sure that we recognize our true pursuit in life is a pursuit of holiness uh, that leads to happiness in Jesus Christ, that leads to joy in Jesus Christ. Um, uh, but it, but that, that happiness without the holiness of God uh, isn't what we should be pursuing. We shouldn't be pursuing a, a, a godless happiness which is going to lead to despair and eternal separation from God in hell. But freedom is something that we should take seriously uh, throughout our nation. We, uh, uh, today we celebrate our, our Declaration of Independence where we declared independence as a nation. Um, that, we would, uh, uh, that we would govern ourselves and would no longer be under the reign of 
of English rule. Uh, and then we also celebrate the Bill of Rights, where, uh, uh, where we, we uh, the, you know, the fundamental rights that we receive for speech and religion that we can gather here freely today. Our right to bear arms, our right to a fair trial, our right to uh, protections against federal infringement. Uh, all those are so important uh, that we uh, that we think about those freedoms, those great strides in freedom that our nation have. The abolition of slavery uh, was a great freedom. The Thirteenth Amendment in 1865 was a great strive uh, that all of us are created equal and should be treated equally. Um, our nation is also taking great strides in immigration. Uh, that that from 1880 to 1920. 20 million immigrants came to the U.S. Uh, and many of us are, are a result of that. Uh, another great stride in freedom the, uh, that we uh, let people come uh, uh, in the right way and become citizens of our nation. Uh, then also another great stride in freedom, and there's so many that we could mention, was D-Day. Right, that uh, that that we stepped in in World War II and uh, and and were a part of bringing freedom uh, to all the people that Germany was uh, trying to to take over, uh, and in a radio broadcast on June 6, 1944, General Dwight D. Eisenhower announced, "People of Western Europe, the hours of your liberation is approaching. The hour of your liberation is approaching." Uh, and just imagine that those soldiers that day that were so passionate about freedom, they were willing to go and to storm the beaches of Normandy and be a part of bringing freedom to people. Uh, and so today's an awesome day uh, uh, to, to think about what freedom means. What does freedom really mean for you? Uh, and, and, uh, and more important than that, what does freedom mean in Christ? Uh, so in our sermon notes, our first point today, coming out of that verse that we began with, to live in true freedom, we need the daily light of Jesus Christ. If you want to truly be free, know true freedom every single day, you've got to be seeking the light of Jesus Christ in your life. There's so much darkness. It's like every day you turn on light switches Y'all remember when the power wasn't out? That was out. How many times did you go to a room and turn on a light switch and you're like, "Oh, it's not on, right? Why? Why do I keep turning that switch on, right?" And and that should be our heart and our passion for Jesus. Everywhere there's darkness, my response is, "Oh, Jesus, bring light." Bring your light into this. Daily, I need light. If you're walking in darkness, you're walking in bondage. Something is stealing your freedom every day and you don't even know it because you know you get used to the dark. You get used to the dark and, and your eyes adjust and you forget what it's like when that light comes on and how much more clearly you can see. And so without the light of Jesus Christ, you're living in darkness and, you're, and you don't have freedom uh, and you don't even know it. And so if we want to be free and we want to live in true freedom, we've got to have the light of Jesus Christ. Whoever follows me, Jesus said. Not whoever follows that, that guy on TV, the, the scientist or the guru or the, uh, the president or whoever. 
Whoever follows Jesus Christ will have the light of life. Are you living in that freedom of Jesus Christ? If you're not, you're living in slavery. So what do we need to do to be slaves to sin and to live in slavery? Well, to, to, to die in slavery, to end our lives in slavery, all we've got to do is keep living in self-righteous spiritual darkness. Where I think I'm right, I'm self-righteous. I don't need the light of Jesus Christ. I don't need God. I don't need help from others. I've got it figured out. And there's a darkness there, a self-righteous spiritual darkness. And all we have to do to die in that is to just keep on living in it, keep on rejecting the light of Jesus, the leadership of Jesus, the love that God has shown us in Jesus Christ. Just keep on living in self-righteous spiritual darkness. And that's so easy for us to do. Because it doesn't take us long. We don't get very old before we start going, no, I'm right. And I don't care what my mom says or my dad says. I'm going to do it my way. right? And, and how, how much pain we bring into our lives. Many of us, if you're like me, have to learn it the hard way. And got a lot of scars on our bodies from learning it the hard way. And, uh, and that's true for our spiritual lives as well. If you're not careful, you think you're right. And that's the first step of salvation is I'm not right. I'm wrong and I'm sinful and I need a Savior. And I need help. And, and until you get to that place of true abandonment of self, dying to yourself, Jesus called it, you die to yourself and you say, Lord Jesus, live in me. That light has to come on. As long as you keep rejecting the light of Jesus, the leadership of Jesus, the love of Jesus, you're going to die in slavery to sin. Look at verse 13 in John chapter 8. So the Pharisees said to Jesus, and the Pharisees were the epitome of self-righteous spiritual darkness, you are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. And Jesus answered, even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. And that's powerful stuff he's, he's uh, preaching to them there. Then they said to him, therefore, where is your father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. So these are men that knew the Old Testament. They were religious. They knew it. They went to the temple religiously. They followed the rituals religiously, and yet they were in complete darkness, completely enslaved to their own sin. And Jesus says these words He spoke in the treasury as He taught in the temple. 
But no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. So he said to them, I'm going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sin. There's a lot of scary things in the world and especially people in fiction have created all kinds of scarier thing, scary you know, things, but nothing is more frightening than that right there. Dying in your sin. Dying with your sin on your back. You're going to pay the price for your sin. Nothing should scare you more. Nothing Hollywood creates. Nothing out there, rattlesnakes or mountain lions or black widows or whatever you're scared of. Nothing should scare you more than that idea that I die with my sin on me. Paying my, the price for my sin. Jesus said, where I am going, you cannot come. The Jews said, will he kill himself? Since he says, where I'm going, you, not, you cannot come. And he said to them, you are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins for unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Unless you believe that I am He, that Jesus Christ is God, you will die in your sins. To die in slavery to sin, that's all we've got to do is keep living in self-righteousness. Just keep on pursuing worldliness over holiness. Whatever is worldly, whatever, you know, whatever takes the place of God in your life is worldly. And we could go on and on with a list of all the things that that could possibly be. But whatever is, you, know, you choose before God, the worldliness that you pursue over holiness. Holiness means I want to be in Christ. I want to be covered in His blood. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to be working on all the things God is, is, is calling me to work on. Because God's not finished with any of us yet. And He's got work to do in every one of our lives. And so choosing holiness, pursuing holiness, it says, I'm going to put the work of God first in my life. right? And, and I'm going to do the work of God first because I want to be like Christ. I know that I am already completely covered. God sees my sin no more. But while I live in this body, on this earth, I want to pursue holiness where I'm working through all those ways that I'm not Christ-like. And I continue to, uh, to let God work in my life. None of you have arrived. None of us have made it. We all need God's work in our life. We all need to keep pursuing holiness. But if you want to die in your sin, if you want to die in slavery to that sin, just keep pursuing worldliness. Just keep thinking the world's got the answer. They just haven't discovered it yet. Somewhere they're going to figure it out and everything's going to be alright and there's going to be peace everywhere and everybody's just going to love everybody and, and yet we keep killing each other and yet we keep hating each other and yet the world does not have the answer. But just keep thinking that they're going to come up with it. And keep choosing the world over God and you will die in your sin. To die in slavery to sin, just go on in unbelief. Just go on rejecting the Bible. Just go on believing that science is better than the Bible. 
that somebody with a PhD knows more than the Bible, that whatever, just go on, keep doing that, keep thinking that, and you will die in your sin. Jesus said that so clearly in verse 24. I told you, you would die in your sin. Again, nothing should scare us more than dying in our sins. For unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Again, Jesus was speaking to men that were religious. Jesus was speaking to men that knew the Old Testament. And they were living in complete darkness and dying in their sin. To die in slavery to sin, we just need to carry on in willful ignorance of who God is, of our Creator, and of His love in sending Jesus to die for our sins. I want you to think a minute about willful ignorance. Willful ignorance is I don't, I don't reject God because I know God and I know the Bible. I reject God because I don't want to know. I don't even care. There's probably a lot of things that, you know, okay, we've already talked about the lights, electricity. Something goes wrong with your, with your electrical system at home. You could probably figure out how to fix it, but you don't want to. So you're willfully ignorant about electricity, and that's cool, that's okay. But you have to pay somebody to come fix it, right? And that might be a whole lot safer anyways, coming from somebody that's tried to been shocked a lot of times. Uh, only by God's grace I'm still here. So, uh, so probably hire somebody to take care of your electric, electricity and stay willfully ignorant in that area. Uh, but not in the area of God, not in the area of Jesus Christ. There's so much out there that we can learn. You don't have to be ignorant about the things of God. God is sending the Holy Spirit every day. The Holy Spirit is available to teach us and to guide us. And there's so much that God wants to teach you. And you don't need a YouTube video. And you don't need a preacher. And you just need the Bible. You need an open heart where you just sit down and you say, God, teach me today. And then even more, there is awesome, trustworthy resources out there. Bible dictionaries or, or YouTube stuff or you know preachers online that are great, that are true to the Word of God, that you can get out there. Bible commentaries that you can study. There's no reason to go on in willful ignorance. But that's where a lot of people are. You talk to them about how do you know about Jesus? Oh, I went to Sunday school when I was a kid. Well, that was 30 years ago. Right? That, does that really count? Right? Or I read the Bible. I hear this quite a bit. I read the Bible once. Oh, I read through the whole thing. Great. And so what? That's like saying I stepped in the ocean one time. Therefore, I know everything about the ocean. I can tell you, no, you don't know anything, right? We've got to sit down with the Lord and keep saying, God, I need your help. It's okay to be ignorant as long as we're willing to be taught. And say, God, I need you to teach me. I need you to guide me. But all you've got to do is just keep going, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not going to learn about God. I don't want to know about God. Uh, and you will die in slavery to sin, in darkness, because you... It wasn't that the information wasn't there. It wasn't that God didn't want to teach you and show you. He's done everything to show you in sending His one and only Son to die for our sins. It's that we decided, I want to go on in willful ignorance. In ver look at verse 25-30. through 30. So they said to Him, 
This is again the Pharisees. Who are you? Jesus said to them, Just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge, but He who sent me is true, and I declare to the world what I have heard from Him. They did not understand that He had been speaking to them about the Father. Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to Him. And as He was saying these things, many believed in Him. How awesome is that, that Jesus is continuing to show mercy and grace to these hard-hearted religious leaders. And so what do we need to do to live in the freedom of Jesus Christ? What do we need to do to have a confidence that I'm not going to die in my sin? I'm going to die with my sin forgiven, completely washed away. God remembers it no more. How do I live in that freedom? I need to abide in God's Word. To abide in it. To stay in it. To stick with God's Word. To meditate on it. To think about it. I need to know Jesus Christ as truth. That's a popular saying today. Oh, that's your truth, but I got my truth. And then so that their truth's okay. And there's only one truth, and Jesus Christ is the truth. Everything else is a lie. Everything else is a deceiver. Everything else is leading people in darkness, is leading people, leaving people in slavery to sin to die in their sins when there is freedom from sin. And so we've got to know Jesus' truth and we've got to start choosing life in Christ. We've got to start choosing liberty through Christ. We've got to start pursuing holiness over the pursuit of empty, and again, sorry for the run-on sentence, self-righteous, worldly, unbelieving, willfully ignorant, Happiness. There's a happiness in this world. Right? They find happiness. The world finds it in, in, in fleeting things, in fleeting pleasures that, that, that have a, a, a pleasure for a time, but end in destruction, but end in death. We may, we may experience that happiness till, you know, till old age. But what does it matter if we die forever separated from God in hell? And so pursue the holiness of God. That deep relationship with God that is helping you daily to know who you are in Christ, that you're completely forgiven. And yet, while you're in this body, you've got to keep overcoming sin and selfishness. You've got to keep putting Jesus first. You've got to keep living in His liberty, living in His life, knowing that He is the truth. Listen to what He says in verse 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed Him, if you abide in My Word, you are truly My disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Here's what they respond. They answered Him, We are the offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say 
you will become free. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. So if you practice it, it's just a part of your daily life. There's no resistance against it. There's no conviction from the Holy Spirit. You're just happy in your sin. Then you're a slave to the sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The Son remains forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Are you living in the freedom of knowing and worshiping Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior, as your friend? Close your eyes with me for a minute. And I want you to think in your own mind, say those words. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Are you able to honestly and openly say, Jesus is my Lord? Can you say that without any doubt, without any fear, without any confusion. You just know that Jesus is the Lord of your life. Can you say without any doubt or fear or confusion, Jesus is my Savior? Can you say without any doubt or fear or confusion, Jesus is my friend? And if you have doubt or fear or confusion, and you feel God calling you to salvation right now, just begin to, to talk to Jesus. Just in your own words right now, say, Lord Jesus, I need You. Say, Lord, I believe You're the Savior of this world. Just confess that You're a sinner and that You followed a lie instead of His truth. And just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Enter into my heart and fill me. And from this day forward, I'm going to live for You, Lord. God, if there's anyone praying a saving prayer today, anyone in here today that needs that, that beginning, that new beginning, that new birth, God, I pray Your Holy Spirit would just wash over them right now, would seal their heart, and that from this day forward, they would live for You all the days of their life. And God, if as believers we're here today and we know You're convicting our hearts that we have been living in slavery, that we've gone back to bondage instead of living in Your freedom, deliver us today. Break those chains today that we would be sharing Your light. As we close with this time of invitation, God, we just invite You to move. We invite You to set captives free. We invite You to heal broken hearts. 
we invite You to just fill us so that we might leave here and do all the good work You're calling us to do in the week to come. So move in a special way as we close this service today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's stand.